Hi there. A quick note before we get started. This episode was recorded shortly before Christmas, and due to a whole bunch of things, including a couple of weeks of remote school for my kids and my own procrastination, it did not get produced until now. So some of the stuff in the episode is a bit dated, but all the deals that are being spoken about are still active, and even more are going on at Black Mountain of Maine. The Mountain just announced today, actually, that they're opening up on Thursdays from 9 to 4 p.m., so definitely check out those links after you listen to the episode that are in the show notes and see what's going on at the Mountain. Thanks very much. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Amazing Maine Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Maine's culture, history, people, and places, and anything else that you and I find interesting about the amazing state of Maine. This episode, we're going to be talking about one of my family's favorite places in the state of Maine, and that is Black Mountain of Maine, which is a ski area right here near our home in the western Maine mountains. But before we get into that, a few notes and things about the coming year for the podcast. First off, social media. Please give us a follow. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. You can find links to all of those social media accounts at the website, www.amazingmainpodcast.com. You can subscribe on the website. You'll see blog posts there, episode announcements, everything you need. And you can also get in touch with me by email if you want. You can send me topic suggestions. You can send me just general questions about the state of Maine or about anything else you want to ask. Can't say I'll have an answer. Email address is amazingmainpodcast at gmail.com. Also, keep sending me Maine memories. A number of you have already done so, and I really appreciate it. I'm going to get more of those on the podcast. I really want to hear about how Maine has influenced your life and what wonderful experiences or even some not so good experiences you may have had in the state of Maine. They're all good stories. Please keep sending them. I hope to include one on each and every episode if I can. I'd love to have you record them so we can incorporate your voice into the podcast because let's face it, you're what is making this podcast possible. So it is 2021. Happy New Year. What does 2021 have in store for the podcast? Two words, more content. Really am hoping to have about two episodes out a month, which is really what most of you have come to expect, and judging by all of your comments, what you really want. So I really do want to give that to you. I'm hoping to be a lot more organized this year, get a lot more research done. Now that kids are back in school and hopefully they're going to stay there, I'll have a little bit more time. And since 2020 is literally in the rearview mirror, I'm hoping no more weird stuff happens this year. But, well, let's face it, I'm, none of us are holding our breath, right? I do hope with more content I can get more listeners, so please share this. If you know someone that is interested in coming to Maine or has been in Maine or lives in Maine, well, tell them about the podcast, please. Share it. That would be very helpful. More listeners is always a good thing. I do have some other projects in mind, which I'm not really going to go into right now, but I promise you that I'm going to get much better at this podcast before jumping into another one. Another interesting point about the podcast. I have an international listener. Well, I might have several for all I know, but I definitely know that I have at least one. So a big shout out to Sarah in the UK. Thank you for reaching out and thank you for listening. That is really wonderful uh, that you are out there in London listening. I never thought that someone in London would want to listen to my podcast about the state of Maine, but I really do appreciate it. Thanks very much. So, some interesting facts about Maine for this episode. They are going to focus, obviously, on the ski industry, because that's what we're talking about in this episode. 
According to the Ski Main Association, the ski industry has about a $1 billion impact on the state economy. That is huge. Now, that may not seem big when you're talking about an economy like California, but, you know, California's economy is bigger than most countries. It's huge for a state of only about a million people, so that is really, really big. Basically, what causes that is about 1.3 million skier visits a year, and that is spread across 20 alpine, or downhill, and 20 Nordic, or cross-country, ski areas. Some of those overlap, where a ski mountain might have a Nordic area as well as downhill, but uh, that is pretty impressive. For that small number of ski areas, it's got that big of an impact on the state economy. Thank you again to the Ski Main Association for those statistics. This episode's topic is Black Mountain of Maine. This is my family's favorite place to ski. I got the chance to speak with a few very nice people at the mountain all about its services, its new terrain for the year, and its ski school. So let's get right into it. What kind of mountain is it? Well, when you want to answer a question like that, as a former sales guy myself, where do you go? You go right to the director of marketing. I had the chance to talk with Deanna Kersey all about Black Mountain and its services. Hi, Dee. Thank you so much for joining us on the Amazing Maine podcast. Tell us a little bit about Black Mountain and its place in the ski industry in Maine. Black Mountain is a very important mountain in Maine. We are mid-sized mountain, I would say, even though we're growing every year. Right now we have over 600 acres of skiing for families to enjoy. We're a very affordable mountain. That is the mission of Black Mountain of Maine, is to keep skiing affordable. And as a nonprofit, I think the board does a really good job keeping that going for families of Maine. We just offer outdoor recreation at crazy affordable prices. Kids who are five and under can ski with us for free, as well as kids age pre-K through second grade. When you have a base of people learning to ski at an affordable price, it works well for all of the surrounding mountains. We're kind of like a feeder for the larger mountains. When they think they've grown up and maybe they think they've outgrown Black Mountain, they go explore other things, but they eventually always come back. If someone wants to come to Black Mountain and ski for a day or a weekend uh, or for maybe for the whole season, what kind of amenities and services uh, can they get at Black Mountain? We have two lifts. Um, we have a full-service lodge with a cafe. There's a bar upstairs. Uh, we have a great parking lot, which sounds ridiculous, but it's very accessible. Even if, you're, if you think you've parked a little far away, it's really not a problem to walk to the lodge at all. On non-COVID years, we would offer things like free music on the weekends. We have a great tubing park for people who don't ski. We offer snowshoeing and cross-country skiing, and we also have a great snow sports school for those interested in learning how to ski. With this being a COVID year, as you mentioned, what kind of COVID guidelines is the mountain following? Well, we are certainly following the guidelines set forth by the main CDC and government agencies, as well as the National Ski Areas Association's Ski Well, Be Well guidelines. And more information about all of those things are available on our website, as well as the main CDC's website. The biggest 
the biggest change probably is going to be how people move in and around the lodge at Black Mountain. How you get into the lodge has totally changed. All the traffic that comes in and out is primarily going to be one-way traffic flow. So just, just accessing the lodge. And of course, we have a limited number of people that we are allowed inside. And with the mask mandates, you're going to have to wear a mask outside and inside unless you're seated to eat. So those are really the, the big things. Of course, this is a moving target. And as we all know, it could change weekly or daily. So I just ask that people do just keep referring to our website as well as the main CDC's guidelines. You know, they say your, your car is going to be your best friend because booting up and things like that will be taking place, you know, in your own vehicle. So the mountain's been going through quite a lot of expansion over the last few years. What's new in the 2020-2021 season? So one of the biggest things that's happening at Black Mountain this winter is we have partnered with L.L. Bean as part of their Winter Across Maine initiative. And from January 8th through March 26th, we are going to be having $15 Friday lift tickets there's going to be $5 skinning tickets. So for those who are interested in going uphill on a Friday, it's only five bucks. And there's free cross-country skiing and free snowshoeing. And that basically starts um, January 8th through March 26th, with the exception of Friday, February 19th, which is school vacation week. It's a great way to get the whole entire family outside without really breaking your, your wallet. I heard you write $15 for a lift ticket on a Friday afternoon and evening. $15 for a Friday lift ticket for the duration of time that we are open. Uh, right now wow. we're starting the season. We're going to be open from nine to four solely so we can really concentrate on cleaning that lodge um, in between ski days. But as the season moves on, that's something the board's going to look at to see if we can in fact be open at night. Within that, uh, we expect L.O. Bean will be um, participating. They'll be bringing up their L.O. Bean boot, the big gigantic boot. They have a boot mobile. So they plan on coming up several times over the season. They'll be doing some promos and giveaways. So we're, we're really looking forward to working with them and, and seeing them at the mountain. Well, thanks very much, Dee. If people want more information on Black Mountain, where can they find it? And for people that maybe haven't been to the area, where is Black Mountain in the state of Maine? Well, we're in western Maine. We're only about 90 minutes from Portland, and we're actually just about 25 minutes down the road from Sunday River. We have a great website, www.skiblackmountain.org. That's a great resource for all of all of what's happening at Black Mountain of Maine. You can sign up for our newsletter on there, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Well, before I let you go, when is the mountain typically open? So opening day is December 26th. We will be open for the entire school vacation week, which runs from December 26th through January 3rd. And then we'll go back to our typical hours, which are Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Now, you might be wondering, well, what kind of terrain does Black Mountain have? I got to speak to the head of the Angry Beavers. Yes, that is a real name of a group. Jeff Marco, all about the terrain at Black Mountain and what's new for this year. 
Jeff, thanks very much for being on the Amazing Maine podcast. Appreciate you helping us out. Tell us, what is the Angry Beavers and what do they do? Yes, well, thank you, Scott. I uh, appreciate your time and uh, opportunity to be on this podcast. Uh, the Angry Beavers started about 10 years ago, uh, pretty much a grassroots effort to volunteer pretty much anything we could do to improve the ski area, whether it be picking rocks. And um, ultimately, we found ourselves on the forefront of cutting glades and uh, just kind of carried that trend to where we are today. Wonderful. And what exactly is our glades or glade skiing? For someone that has never heard the term or never been on a glade, can you describe that for the average layman? Glade skiing is kind of a East Coast term. Out West, we just call it, you know, skiing in the woods. Um, But it's any place where we go into the woods and uh, clear all the underbrush, all of the small trees that get in our way. Um, So we make paths of uh, varying widths to ski down through the woods. It's just as simple as it sounds. It's a lot of fun, and uh, we've got terrain that appeals to novice skiers as well as expert terrain. And some of that variance is the tree space in itself or the pitch and how that all ties in together. Would you say this type of experience is somewhat uncommon for a uh, mountain of Black Mountain size? I think it's becoming more common. Uh, a lot of the skiers are recognizing that people want to get in and seek out that unique challenge. Black Mountain is fortunate enough that they own 600 acres, um, so we've had the ability to work quite a lot of those woods and um, you know keep that expansion rolling year after year. Black has a lot of undeveloped terrain, so from an angry beaver perspective, it's sort of like looking at it with a blank canvas, and it's just um, yielded so many opportunities over the last 10 years. And what's new for this year or for last year? What has the Angry Beavers done? What have they opened up for the skiers of Black Mountain? Well, let's just say the Angry Beavers have been very, very active the last few years. I'm going to go back as far as five years. Uh, We've averaged almost five to 600 man hours each year, and we've been picking up new membership. We're mostly organized through a Facebook group, Angry Beavers of Black Mountain, Maine. So you can find us there, and uh, we create events that are hosted almost every other weekend starting in July, right up to when the snow flies. This past year, we've developed at least five to six new zones, kind of losing track of over the years because it just exponentially we've been growing. But in total, we have over 40 gladed zones, and we really don't have a glade count anymore. We've kind of dropped that from our terminology and we've adopted a boundary to boundary skiing policy. So we kind of state that there's 600 acres of wood skiing and within that 600 acres, we have some angry beaver enhanced ski areas, uh, ski zones rather. Okay. Now I follow your Facebook group. So I've seen you've had some events over the summer. It seems like an awful lot of people out in the woods with chainsaws kind of clearing land and making it safe for skiing. What, uh, how many people do you usually get on one of these weekends to come out and help clear new zones? Well, it does vary, but mostly on the average, there's probably just a small group of us, five to six. 
but every now and then we'll uh, do something right, and maybe the planets align, and we'll get a dozen or so volunteers come out, you know, from people from as far away as from Camden or North Conway. So we've, as far as active volunteers, each year we probably have anywhere from 25 to 30 active volunteers. Um, so on the surface of our Facebook group, which is more just outreach, we have approaching 900 people. That's a great number. It's a very active group of volunteers. How has, since it's affected everything else this year, has COVID affected your efforts to clear new zones and do work on the mountain? Well, COVID definitely has put a damper in everything. I'd be dismissed if I said otherwise, but by the nature of our work, I mean, we can social distance and maybe that's something to do with a chainsaw in hand also. But uh, at any rate, you know, we, we've kind of cut back on some of our uh, social gatherings, you know, for quote unquote apres. Um, it's definitely more distance and face masks have been in use, at, you know, as needed. Yeah, everything has been affected. It is worth mentioning that we had uh, a really great day working in conjunction with Granite Backcountry Alliance. Now, that's an organization that's based out of New Hampshire, and we also worked with them last year on a, uh, a dual event day, but their COVID policies were cranked into place, and um, we took note of that and probably adopted some of their policies. Without kind of rambling on here, I'd like to highlight all the great work that Granite Backcountry did working in conjunction with the Beavers at Black Mountain. We uh, developed a second glade that runs off the backside of Black and allows you access onto the Mahusik Land Trust property on the Rumford Whitecap, which is just this amazing backcountry resource. So now Black Mountain has two dedicated glades that are 800 vertical feet that run down to the valley, really has this great big backcountry zone right in our, our shadow of the ski area now. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a great year for glade skiing and for uh, everything else at the mountain. So thank you very much, Jeff, and I appreciate the work of you and the rest of the Angry Beavers, all of the volunteers. Thanks for improving the mountain for all of us. Thank you so, so much, Scott, and uh, looking forward to see people in the woods this year. Maybe you're wondering at this point, well, gee, I don't know how to ski. Can I learn to ski at Black Mountain? And yes, you can. Had a chance to speak with Sam Shirley, who is the director of the Snow Sports School at Black Mountain of Maine. Here's what he had to say about their services and how you can learn to ski at Black Mountain. Sam, thanks very much for joining us on the Amazing Maine podcast. How long have you been working as a ski instructor at Black Mountain of Maine? Uh, well, I've been at this is my uh, third year at Black Mountain now. Before that, I worked at uh, Ski Bradford in Massachusetts. My second year at Black as the snow sports school director. What kind of services does the snow sports school offer for people that come to Black Mountain? Okay, so our two main uh, kind of categories of service are our daily lessons and our seasonal lessons. Um, our seasonal lessons run for six weeks uh, on weekends uh, throughout the season, and they're great for uh, kids ranging in age from uh, four all the way through 14, and that's for any ability level. They come uh, every weekend and kind of progress throughout the season with the same group. Uh, and then our daily lesson programs 
we offer two-hour and one-hour lessons, both group and private lessons, if uh, someone just wants to uh, learn for the day, and that's uh, open to any age uh, from three all the way up through adults. And you offer this for both downhill and also for snowboards, correct? Uh, yes, we do offer uh, both skiing and snowboarding lessons. We've been trying to expand to Nordic skiing. We're hoping to offer some Nordic skiing lessons in the future, but yes, right now it's uh, alpine and, and uh, snowboard lessons. Since COVID has affected just about everything else in our life, if someone is concerned about uh, COVID issues uh, with going to ski lessons, what type of precautions is the mountain taking? Yes, we're taking a number of precautions both at the mountain level and at the uh, snow sports school level. Um, so all customers, when they arrive, will be asked uh, the screening questions to ensure they haven't don't have COVID symptoms or haven't been in close contact with anyone that has COVID-19. And then in the snow sports school itself, we'll be limiting class sizes. Uh, so we'll have some smaller class sizes, not as big groups. We'll obviously require social distancing during the lessons. Uh, face coverings need to be worn at all times. Uh, and some of the big changes we'll be making are uh, students can't ride the lift with instructors or another student unless they're from the same household, basically. One of the more challenging aspects is that we won't be able to assist uh, students when they're getting on and off the lifts. Um, they sometimes need physical assistance with that, and we won't really be able to offer that this season. So it makes it a little more challenging, but uh, we're working with training programs and stuff to help our uh, instructors adapt and still be able to deliver some constructive uh, lessons this season. So what has been new in the snow sports school over the last couple of years at Black Mountain? Yeah, so we introduced, uh, well, last season was my first season as the director, and I introduced a few new things uh, during the season last year. One of the programs we start offering um, is uh, apprenticeship program. So that's basically if someone's in middle school um, or isn't quite 14 yet, so they're not quite old enough to work as a snow sports school instructor, uh, they can join that program and kind of uh, see how ski instruction works, help out with the lessons, earn free lift tickets, and um, when they are old enough, they can work for us as an instructor here at the mountain. Another thing that we started offering last year is we adjusted our lesson schedule so that we have more lessons during a day. We used to only offer two two-hour sessions each day, but starting last season, uh, we now offer uh, two-hour lessons and one-hour lessons. One-hour lessons are great uh, for especially younger kids who have a hard time uh, focusing for two hours, and they're a little bit cheaper than our two-hour lessons. If someone was really interested in either booking some lessons or just finding out more about the snow sports school at Black Mountain, what would be the best way to get in touch with you or some of the other instructors? Yeah, so on, on our website, there's a page about for the snow sports school, which has all the details on uh, the programs we offer and how to contact me. Uh, the most reliable way to contact me is uh, at my email address, which is bmomskischool at gmail.com. You can also call the mountain and uh, they can provide you with some information and they can transfer you over to me if uh, I'm in my office at that point. And we do also uh, offer lessons, uh, walk-in lessons based on availability, but we do recommend reserving in advance to make sure uh, you have that lesson reserved when you show up. And I understand that you also actually may be looking for some more staff. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so as I think everyone knows, it's been a bit difficult hiring this year. Uh, but yeah, we're looking for more uh, snow sports instructors to join us this winter, whether you're a skier or a snowboarder. Um, and as long as you're 14 years old, it's a great 
way to come uh, make some money on the weekends and uh, help uh, share your love of skiing. Okay, well, thanks very much. I hope that the snow sports school has a great season this year and is able to bring in a lot of new skiers. Thank you. Thank you so much to Deanna, Jeff, and Sam for sharing all that information about this wonderful ski mountain. I highly recommend you check it out if you're planning to come to Maine. If you're looking for a family-friendly, inexpensive place to ski, then you really should check out Black Mountain of Maine. There are links in the episode notes all about Black Mountain, and I really hope that I will see you there myself. Thanks very much for listening to the Amazing Maine podcast. In a coming episode, we're going to have an update from Mike Glass back a few episodes ago talking about last year's snowmobiling season, and he's going to update us on what it looks like for 2021 snowmobiling in the state of Maine. Stay tuned for a podcast recommendation after the closing. Thanks for listening to the Amazing Maine podcast. Faulty recording, bad editing, and substandard technical knowledge are all provided by me, Scott, your host. Interruptions are provided by my children, a family dog that can't come to grips with Maine wildlife or delivery drivers, and my own ninja-like mastery of procrastination. You can help promote the podcast by visiting our website at www.amazingmainepodcast.com and on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and something called Pinterest. Who knows, maybe with some luck, I could get some sponsors and even buy a decent microphone. Thanks for your help, everyone. Have a great day. Hello. Thanks for sticking around. My podcast recommendation for this episode is the risk to podcast That's risk and history put together. It is a risk management podcast that focuses on specific events or people in history through the lens of risk management. Now, I was never a fan of risk management when I was a sales guy. I always looked at risk management kind of like I looked at accounting and the legal department. We used to call them part of the business prevention department. But I have to say that the host, Jacinthe Galpin, has become a part of my morning routine every Monday when she puts up an episode. She looks at some pretty fascinating events in history and some interesting people that I had never heard of, looks at how they laid out their career, approached a particular obstacle in history. It really is a fascinating podcast, and I recommend you check it out. I'm a little bit biased because uh, Jacinthe has mentioned me in an episode or two. You can look at her episode on Operation Frequent Wind, which was the evacuation of South Vietnam uh, as the North Vietnamese were closing in. Uh, there's also uh, the Tycho episode. I used to work at Tycho a big conglomerate back in the day, and she covered both of those two topics uh, and mentioned me in the episodes. If you like risk management, history, or both, I would definitely check out the podcast. You can find it on all major podcast platforms, and there'll be a link in the show notes. Thanks very much, folks.